Good morning, and welcome to morning prayer on March 30th, the Monday after the fifth Sunday in Lent. Well, this morning we will be going through the book, the physical book of Common Prayer together. <coughs> and so if you have a 2019 BCP, please open that up. And for those who have ribbons or bookmarks, I'll give some places that would be good to place five ribbons. And the most important ribbon would be page 12. That'll be the ribbon that um, keeps us where we are. Although I suppose you could just leave a finger there for when we go to look at other things. But yeah, you probably want a ribbon on page 12. Okay. The next place, you don't necessarily need a ribbon here, but we need to look at this place at least once for the service, and that's the daily lectionary. So flip back to page 742. On page 742, you see that that is the page for March. It's the page for morning prayer in March. And on the left-hand column, there are the dates. And so if we go down to the 30th, go down to the 30th. We see that today's readings are Exodus 37 and Mark 1, 1 through 13. <coughs> the really sad thing is that because we didn't do morning prayer yesterday, um, we missed reading the Great Commission together. We missed reading Matthew 28, so I highly encourage you to go back and read that. But it's exciting to be starting a new gospel this morning, Mark. And then, so if you have a Bible, if you want to, Mark Exodus 37 and Mark chapter 1. And then finally, we'll be reading the Psalm 71. Psalm 71. Let's see what page that is on. <coughs> That's on page 357. So you could take a bookmark and mark 357. <coughs> and then the collect of the day take another bookmark or ribbon and mark 606 if you wanted to. You don't have to turn to that. You could just listen to that when I turn to that and read it. Okay, But if you want to, you can mark that. Especially as you're getting ready to perhaps do this at home by yourself. It's always nice to be able to turn back to the collect of the day. Then finally, you don't have to have a ribbon here, but before the service begins, I will read an opening sentence appropriate to the season of Lent, which is found on page 27. And when we get to the Venite, I will read a seasonal antiphon from page 30. But no matter what the antiphon is, the response is always, O come, let us adore him. Okay? So, those are the general directions. Let's take a moment of silence and we'll begin on page 12. And remember, I'll read an opening sentence. Turn your face from my sins and blot out all my misdeeds. 
Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace, there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant a most merciful Father for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Grant to your faithful people, merciful Lord, pardon and peace, that we may be cleansed from all our sins and serve you with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. O come, let us adore him. We are on page 14 in the prayer book. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the depths of the earth, and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tested me, and put me to the proof, though they had seen my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, of whom I swore in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. O come, let us adore him. The psalm appointed is Psalm 71. Let us read responsibly by half verse. In you, O Lord, have I put my trust. Let me ever be put to shame. Rescue me and deliver me in your righteousness. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be my rock and my refuge where I may always return. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the ungodly. 
all the families that are righteous and good. For you, O Lord God, are the one I long for. You are my hope, you are my God. Though you, through you, have I been upheld ever since I was born. Take me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be always of you. I have become a portent to many, but you are my refuge and my strength. O let my mouth be filled with your praise, that I may sing of your glory all the day long. Cast me not away in the time of old age, forsake me not when my strength fails me. For my enemies speak against me, and those who lie in wait for my life take counsel together. They say, God has forsaken him. Pursue him and take him, for there is none to deliver him. Go not far from me, O God. My God, make haste to help me. Let those who are my adversaries be confounded and perish. Let those who seek to do me evil be covered with shame and dishonor. As for me, I will always patiently abide. My mouth shall speak daily of your righteousness and salvation, for I know not the end of them. I will go forth in the strength of the Lord God, and will make mention of your righteousness, yours alone. You, O God, have taught me from my youth. Even to this day I am telling of your wondrous works. Forsake me not, O God, in my old age, when I am gray-headed, until I have proclaimed your strength to this generation your power to all those who are yet to come. Your righteousness, O God, reaches to the heavens. You have done great things. Who is like you, O God? O what great troubles and adversities you have shown me, and yet you have turned and refreshed me. Indeed, you have brought me again from the depths of the earth. You have brought me to great honor and comforted me on every side. Therefore will I praise you and your faithfulness, O God, playing on a stringed instrument. To you will I sing with the harp, O Holy One of Israel. My lips will rejoice when I sing to you, and so will my soul, which you have delivered. My tongue also shall speak of your righteousness all the day long, for they are confounded and brought to shame who seek to do me evil. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The first lesson comes from Exodus 37. A reading from the book of Exodus, beginning with the 37th chapter, the first verse. Bezalel made the ark of acacia wood. Two cubits and a half was its length, a cubit and a half its breadth, and a cubit and a half its height. And he overlaid it with pure gold inside and outside, and made a molding of gold around it. And he cast for it four rings of gold for its four feet, two rings on its one side, and two rings on its other side. And he made poles of acacia wood, and overlaid them with gold, and put the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark to carry the ark. And he made a mercy seat of pure gold, two cubits and a half was its length, and a cubit and a half its breadth. And he made two cherubim of gold. He made them of hammered work on the two ends of the mercy seat, 
one cherub on the one end and one cherub on the other end. Of one piece with the mercy seat, he made the cherubim on its two ends. The cherubim spread out their wings above, overshadowing the mercy seat with their wings, with their faces one to another, toward the mercy seat with the faces of the cherubim. He also made the table of acacia wood. Two cubits was its length, a cubit its breadth, and a cubit and a half its height. And he overlaid it with pure gold, and made a molding of gold around it. And he made a rim around it a handbreadth wide, and made a molding of gold around the rim. He cast for it four rings of gold, and fastened the rings to the four corners at its four legs. Close to the frame were the rings as holders for the poles to carry the table. He made the poles of acacia wood to carry the table, and overlay them with gold. And he made the vessels of pure gold that were to be on the table, its plates and dishes for incense, and its bowls and flagons with which to pour drink offerings. He also made the lampstand of pure gold. He made the lampstand of hammered work. Its base, its stem, its cup, its calyxes, and its flowers were of one piece with it. And there were six branches going out of its sides, three branches of the lampstand out of one side of it, and three branches of the lampstand out of the other side of it. Three cups made like almond blossoms, each with calyx and flower on one branch, and three cups made like almond blossoms, each with calyx and flower on the other branch, except for the six branches going out of the lampstand. And on the lampstand itself were four cups made like almond blossoms, with their calyxes and flowers, and a calyx of one piece with it under each pair of the six branches going out of it. Their calyxes and their branches were of one piece with it. The whole of it was a single piece of hammered work of pure gold, and he made its seven lamps and its tongs and its trays of pure gold. He made it all he made it and all its utensils out of a talent of pure gold. He made the altar of incense of acacia wood. Its length was a cubit, and its breadth was a cubit. It was square, and two cubits was its height. Its horns were of one piece with it. He overlaid it with pure gold, its top and around its sides and its horns. And he made a molding of gold around it, and made two rings of gold on it under its molding, on two opposite sides of it, as holders for the poles with which to carry it. And he made the poles of acacia wood, and overlaid them with gold. He made the holy anointing oil also, as the pure fragrant incense, blended as by the... Glory to you, Lord God of our fathers. You are worthy of praise. Glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you in the splendor of your temple. On the throne of your majesty, glory to you. Glory to you, seated between the cherubim. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you, beholding the depths. In the high vault of heaven, glory to you. Glory to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. A reading from the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Mark, beginning with the first chapter of the first verse. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. 
Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist, and ate locusts and wild honey, and he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop and down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. The Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness forty days, being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild animals, and the angels were ministering to him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us read the Benedictus, uh, the Benedictus responsibly by half verse, which is found on page 19. Sorry, I haven't always been reading the page numbers or giving enough time to turn pages. I apologize for that. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, should be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Page 20. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and with your spirit. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us, and lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people, 
and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. <coughs> Collect of the Day can be found on page 606. Almighty God, you alone can bring into order the unruly wills and affections of sinners. Grant your people grace to love what you command and desire what you promise, that among the swift and varied changes of this world, our hearts may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. So, throughout the week, the collect of the day is always the collect of whatever the most recent Sunday was. Or if it's a feast day, then the collect of the day can be for the feast day. Now we turn back to page 22. <coughs> now, one way to do it is to say the traditional daily collects, and that would be to say um, the collects that in our prayer book say Tuesday and Wednesday. That is a collect for peace and a collect for grace. You could say this every single day. Um, our prayer book introduced something, I don't know if it was totally new, but I haven't seen it in any other prayer books, where they've got a different call it for each day of the week, so that you can cycle through weekly. So that's how I've been doing it with you guys, I cycle through with a different call it for each day of the week. For Monday, call it for the renewal of life. O God, the King Eternal, whose light divides the day from the night, and turns the shadow of death into the morning. Drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace, that, having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when night comes, rejoice to give you thanks. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now on page 24, a prayer for mission. We'll read the first. Almighty and everlasting God, who alone works great marvels, send down upon our clergy and the congregations committed to their charge the life-giving spirit of your grace. Shower them with the continual dew of your blessing and ignite in them a zealous love of your gospel through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I now invite you to offer up your intercessions and thanksgivings to God. Um, sometimes I like to remind us that there's really no pressure here to pray a, you know, scriptural rich or scripturally rich or um, rhetorically beautiful type of prayer here it can be as simple as listing things saying things preceded by the word for right we're, in, we're we're interceding and so you can say for my grandmother for my church and for thanksgivings again it's for for a great weekend for the recovery of my grandfather no you can also make longer prayers but you know, people, different people are comfortable with different types and levels of praying. And so, just know it doesn't have to be anything special, but I do think there's something significant to saying the prayers out loud. Um, so, now we will begin a time of about 20, 30 seconds.
you can continue praying and ignore my scrolling Okay, let us pray the general thanksgiving together. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives. By giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, if there's anything I can do to help facilitate better um, kind of this tutorial type praying through the book, again, this morning I tried to mention the page numbers and things like that. Um, for those who have a prayer book and may not be totally comfortable with using it yet, um, just trying to help facilitate that. You know, I think it's important that we walk alongside people in, in training them, right? It's not enough just to say it, but we try to walk alongside people um, to help them grow and to be competent and in, in whatever we're asking them to do, right? But kind of giving a set of directions and walking away isn't always enough, and so we want to train people walk alongside you. And so if there's anything else I can do to um, better um, communicate or facilitate on these Mondays, or on any day, but right now I'm specifically talking about the Mondays where we try to learn together how to use the book, uh, just let me know. Um, let's see. I wouldn't mind some feedback on the chanting, and I don't mean my voice that's kind of irrelevant. I mean, do you enjoy the chanting? Have you been chanting? Have you never joined me in the chanting? Uh, for those who have been singing it, who've been chanting along, are you starting to get used to it? I mean, I can't imagine. I, I just imagine if you've been doing it each day, then it's probably getting to be almost second nature at this point, right? Um, so we'll probably try to... to chant a little more maybe maybe chant another canticle although i'll tell you in the morning sometimes it's hard to chant just with the way you know your voice kind of is in the morning and that sort of thing um so i don't know if i want to start chanting the benedictus also or not but oh yeah well i wanted to say something about the gospel lesson um nothing too spiritually enlightening but more just a biblical literacy type factoid I guess and um, the gospel of Mark is the shortest gospel right 16 chapters and it's it's kind of fast-paced you know the word immediately uh, shows up constantly right 
Um, even we saw it today, immediately taken into the desert, I think it was, um, at the wilderness. Um, but it's kind of interesting to think about the beginnings of each gospel, right? So take Matthew. He begins with a genealogy, right? That's how he starts his gospel. And then he has um, the infancy narratives of John and Jesus. Then you take Luke, let's say. Luke doesn't start with a genealogy like Matthew does, although he does have a genealogy, I think, in chapter 3. But Luke starts with a letter, or, or well, a preface, right? He writes to Theophilus, which could be the name of a Christian. It also could just mean beloved of God. So really, whoever's reading it, um, but it could very well be a specific Christian named Theophilus. That's a name. Um, so Luke starts his off with a preface to the person he's writing to. Kind of given the reason why he's writing. John. How does John start his gospel? He starts his gospel not at the infancy narrative, not at Jesus' birth or John the Baptist's birth. He starts his gospel at the beginning of all time. Right? From eternity. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word is with God, and the Word was God. In his famous prologue. Um, so John starts at eternity. Now, whereas Matthew starts with a genealogy that begins with Adam, I believe. Mm, there's no, 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 I'm sorry. I believe it starts with Moses, actually. So, whereas Matthew starts with a genealogy that begins with Abraham. Mm, I'm a fool. I'm a biblical fool. I forgot. Yeah. For Matthew, it's the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. So it starts with Abraham. I just messed up there. Should have known that. Luke has the preface to Theophilus. John starts his gospel at eternity. But Mark, like we said, Mark's the shortest gospel. It has the word immediately, like all throughout. Mark's kind of fast-paced, and so he starts with John the Baptist. Right, no infancy narratives. He just kind of cuts through the chase. So, anyway, I don't have a great um, spiritual point to be made there, but I just wanted to think about our gospels, the way they begin, um, and I think just sometimes it's nice to add another little compartment by which we can organize our biblical thoughts, right? Because ultimately. That's going to make us a better reader of the Bible, right? So, all right, well, until um, tonight, pray that God blesses you and you have a blessed day.